Before we begin, I would like to take a moment to uh, visit a memory of Bert's. Um, Bert, uh, this was a few years ago, maybe two or three years ago. Um, we are in your apartment. Uh, you have uh, an old friend of yours, uh, Brax. His name is Brax Minnow. Um, he just finished uh, investigating something, and he is telling you about it so that you can uh, make an article out of it and submit it to the paper in Tildry, uh, hoping that it'll get some notoriety and maybe make some change. Uh, first of all, uh, tell us about your digs in Tildry. What is your apartment, mm. or what does your dwelling look like? I think it'd be more like a dormitory for okay. the people who work at the uh, librarium. Sure. So there's, yeah, okay. Um, On-site living kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, so... Campus housing. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, probably a pretty small unit, mm -hmm. um, and it's just stacked with books and scrolls, as many as I can fit in there, you know, not much for decoration, pretty sparse. <laughs> not like... squalid, but... Yeah, know. yeah. So it's 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 kind of between monk life and like regular life. Yeah, sort I guess of thing. so. Yeah. Um, so he uh, he just kind of got there and he's uh, he's asking. Um, he says, uh, "Hey Bert, do you got anything to drink? This was kind of a doozy." Uh, sure, Brax got a couple brews over there. Help yourself. Um, he uh, he rifles through a, a couple of your drawers and uh, pours himself a little clay cup of something. Takes a swig, looks at you, and says, "Um." I, Got a little scary there. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I, I feel like my life was in danger, Bert. Um, so here's the thing. I, uh, I was investigating this, this potion scene, right? And it was, it was a big name. And uh, I guess I'll just tell you right now, it was, it was, uh, it was Fizzle Potions. Um, I knew something was, was going on with them, so I investigated a little bit. It didn't take long for me to find out, Bert fizzle potions they were watering their stuff down to a significant degree and that's fine when you're thinking about like you know fun potions and you know morning wake-up potions but when we're talking about health potions bird you water those down people are gonna die that ain't right brex but here's the thing this is where it gets worse and this is why i'm afraid bird mm -hmm. and this is where i'm gonna need you mm-hmm the second court of Tildry knew about this. No. They were supporting it. They were benefiting from it. How do you know? What's your proof? He's like, I, I hate to say it. I mean, I, I got some documents. I made copies. But this is ironclad, Bert. You and me, we're going to be at the center of this. This is a takedown. Oh, yeah. This is good stuff, Rex. <laughs> but you understand, like, there's, there's real concern here, Bert. They could get us. They could get us before we get this out. And, and, I mean, I'm talking to you for a couple reasons, but one of them is, you know I don't, I can't do any offensive magic. I'm just bad at it. I've never gotten the hang for it. Yeah, it's okay, bud. We all have our strengths. So I'm, I'm, I'm asking you two things. Is one, are you going to submit this article and get in bad favor with the second court? And number two, are you going to defend me if things get rough? Branks, you know I got your back. And you know, this story absolutely has to get out there. I mean, the next time someone is in a scrape, they go for a swig of the health potion, and it doesn't do what they want. It's, it's criminal. I, I shudder to think about it. 
and you know this is good stuff. We're on the right side of history here. But man, I I knew I could depend on you, Brett. Uh, Bre- Brett. Oh my God, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> uh, uh, my pen name. <laughs> I knew I could depend on you, Bert. But uh, man, if I ever wind up dead one of these days, uh, you're gonna have to do some real investigating. I hope that never happens. <laughs> and we'll fade out on that. <laughs> Last time in the Curse Breaker arc, Holly and Snack apprehended Henry Muldrift, a wizard from Tildry who turns out not to be the Nightmare Wizard, while Uli, Bert, and Tibio apprehended a young girl who turns out to be Henry Muldrift's daughter. Maisie and Henry are in Lamplight trying to find the source of a curse that killed Maisie's mother, Henry's partner. The curse destroyed her body and turned her into a terribly powerful monster that had to be hunted and killed. Henry had already blown his last shot at solving the mystery. He followed the clues to a hidden black market beneath the docks of lamplight, but the muscle guarding the area wouldn't let him in. Back at the tavern, Bert, Tibio, and Snack were sitting down to breakfast when a strange passerby decided to sit with them. A moment later, the stranger was lunging across the table to try to stab Bert, but immediately abandoned the assault. Before they could figure out what happened, someone outside throws a rock at Tibio through a glass window, which is exactly where we find ourselves. and Holly uh, are coming from opposite ends of the street and they see a civilian uh, standing uh, empty-handed in front of a broken glass window. You both saw them just throw this rock into the tavern. What in tarnation? (laughs) (laughs) Does does he look like he's going to throw another rock? No, he looks completely dumbfounded. He he looks up at what in tarnation and sees Holly and says, "Uh, I, I didn't uh, I didn't do that. Get out of here. Uh, what? you? We just saw you throw a rock in there. Uh, he chooses to go with get out of here instead of we just saw you. <laughs> and uh, and uh, looks over at Uli and says, ah, and he runs down the street away I mean, from all of you. It's really not that big a deal. And she's going to cast Mending on the window. Um, and I can repair a single break. Sure. Yeah, we'll let that fly. So um, Holly from outside uh, looks at the window and and kind of uh, gestures with her hand and the uh, entire window. I have to uh, touch it. Snack will not let this slight go unpunished. And I'm running to the window and I'm going to try to jump through. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just going to touch the window with my hand after, you know, doing myself. Uh, Snack just, uh, let's do a contested dexterity uh, between the two. Is that just a d20? Yeah. Okay. And then add your dexterity modifier. 16. Ooh, I think on a tough. tie, Snack becomes fused into yeah. the window. <laughs> dies immediately. 17. Uh, so, yeah, uh, everybody <laughs> inside the said. tavern uh, hears a boom uh, as uh, Snack slams up against the newly repaired glass window and uh, falls back inside the tavern. Everybody outside just sees a Ooh. vibrating window. <laughs> I just, like, on the window as I, like, I'm polishing it and I'm looking in at Snack on the floor. Yeah. Oh, and, Snack, uh, are you okay? You see uh, little little stars floating around his head. Um, but you also look through to see uh, Bert uh, is holding a knife um, that he took from a patron who just tried to stab him. And uh, the patron is sitting in a chair looking like a scolded child staring at his hands. Holly's going to go in the, in the tavern. And uh, he, he's just kind of starting again. He's like, please, just, just 
can we just forget about this and you just let me go? I, 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 that wasn't me. I didn't stab you. I didn't try. Stab you? What? Hey, holly Uli. Anybody uh, try to kill you while you were out? Always. Uh, I mean, no, but we just saw that guy throw a rock in the window. We've had two extremely poor assassination attempts. Miss Holly, <laughs> we are under attack. I'd Who like to tried? say... Oh, sorry. No, yeah. go ahead. Go. What would you like to say? Oh, I was going to say, I'd like to say that this isn't normal, but it is <laughs> by the docks usually. Really? This happens a lot? Eh, not this particular occurrence, but yeah. Always. I mean, people are always fighting about stupid things. Hmm. Well, it's not only that, but as soon as they attack, they immediately uh, go soft, like they never meant to do it. That's a little different. That's just what happened outside, Uli. Yeah. Weird. Strange. Oh, oh, guys. I also figured out where the underdark. Wait, under, underdark <laughs> is. Uh, would it happen to be shh, shh, shh. under the dock? Yes. But I also found out that there's a Minotaur named Dave. Well, well, his friends call him Dave. Oh, I know Dave. You know Dave? Yeah, yeah. We drink together sometimes. Oh, that's like on dates? No. Oh. I'm not into I mean, he's kind of, you know, beefy. Minotaur. Uh, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> Bert, you see uh, the civilian that first tried to stab you um, suddenly gets this like dead look in their eye and they start walking towards Holly. Holly, look out. He's got that look in his eyes again. The Minotaur? And Holly, you, you, you wheel around to see this, this guy um, who's, uh, he's got, he's just wearing like street clothes. It's kind of like a, a, an off-white tunic and uh, he's got like a, a big nose and kind of short spiky brown hair. And uh, he, he looks at you with, with kind of no recognition of what he's seeing and he just goes to strangle you. Uh, so he's going to try to grapple you, Holly. And I help. Yes, you absolutely I would help. like to grab the scruff of his neck. Okay, uh, so let's have a, a three-way contested grapple. Okay. Is this the window guy or the stabby guy? Uh, window guy ended up running away, so, so it's just stabby, stabby guy. guy. I rolled a natural 20. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you get a natural one? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so this is what happens. Um, the person, uh, the civilian uh, with the dead look in his eyes, uh, just goes to strangle Holly and puts his hands up to grab her neck. And uh, Holly, in almost sort of like a trained sort of motion, flies both of his arms out to the side to get them away from her neck, spins him around, and then uh, sort of pulls one of his arms up behind his back in that sort of subdual manner and holds him there and says, what do you say, Holly? What the what the hell? <laughs> and uh, and then at that moment, uh, Uli, who also stood to action and tried to grapple, uh, hugs Holly from behind and just wraps her arms around. <laughs> what the uh, Uli? Oh my goodness! Uh, I I uh, I'm so sorry, <laughs> Miss Holly, Miss Uli. This man, he is cursed. Um, we should tie this person up. <laughs> he goes, uh, uh, what? No, oh, God, what did I do? Sir, you are still cursed. You must stay where you are. Um, is, you guys said there was a jail in this town. I think we need to put him in a jail. So we need to put him somewhere where he can't hurt other people. It won't. It won't make any difference. There are many. There are many cursed people. We've been under attack twice. Well, maybe we better armor up. This man said he may have gone to the under under deck, sir. And she's like holding him still, and she's like, 
Yeah. Tell me where you were this morning. Uh, I just, um, I, I did my morning routine. I, I got up at five thirty. I, I, I took Who care of the chickens. Who gets up at five thirty? Why were you up that early? That's just what I do. It's supposed to be good for you, right? You do the whole routine. You have stability in your life. What's the name of your chicken? Uh, I, I don't name them. That's kind of morbid because you, you know, at the end, you gotta. Anyway, this morning I didn't. I, nothing special. I, you know, I did the chickens. I had my breakfast. I got my elixir. I went to the docks. I did some fishing. I came over here. The Where'd elixir. you get the elixir? The elixir. What? Where'd you get it? I, at uh, um, uh, Joe, he's the elixir salesman. Uh, you guys see the tavern keeper step out from behind the kitchen, holding a dripping cleaver, and staring down each of you. And he says, "Good morning." Dripping with what? Um, blood. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. Uh, I'm going to. I'm getting out of here. This is. I don't like this. What is the next meal? I'm looking at his cleaver. We are out of bacon. Um, you you kind of see uh, he sort of like blinks and shakes his head and he goes, what? Sorry, Snack, what'd you say? Your knife. Oh. <laughs> he is cursed. This thing? He is cursed. Uh, well, thanks for the stay, sir. Uh, it's real great digs. We loved it. Uh, but we gotta be on now. Uh... Did you guys finish eating? Is is everything okay? Um, yeah, it was. Yep, yep, couldn't be better. Okay, Just uh, gotta get going. You know, TBO starts backing away toward the door. Can I actually hold this guy by the scruff of his neck and like lead him out the door? Yeah, you can okay. take him with you if you want. I'm not gonna hug him. Yeah, he, he's like he's pretty like going with whatever you guys want to do right now okay. since he's clearly in trouble. See you later, Mister Tavern Keeper. Bye. Don't stab anybody. Uh, he he kind of like drops his expression a little bit, and he doesn't say anything, and he just kind of like slowly nods with the cleaver in his hand as you guys leave. Scary. <laughs> as we're running, uh, <laughs> as we're starting to head out, uh-huh. uh, Snack uh, wants to bond a bit. And... Companions, I must say, uh, coming to the surface world, I was concerned I would not fit in quite well, but I think I'm getting the hang of this. Uh, I, I'm starting to understand your customs and uh, ways of life. Now, Mr. Snack, uh, most people don't usually stab people so often around here. <laughs> I gotta warn you. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I think we need to uh, find a safe place outside of town. I know a lady. V- Vanessa? What's her Veronica? Name? Veronica. <laughs> Veronica Venus actually lives within the town boundaries. Uh, remember, Lamplight is on lockdown. You guys oh, aren't allowed to lose I right. had like the image that she was just like up the wood path or something. Yeah, I mean, she's kind of in the outskirts of the town, but she's still within city limits. Okay. Um, we just said we need, need to not be around people, I think. Yeah, we need to make a plan. That sounds lovely. Let's let's go see Veronica because Maybe she sh- knows yeah. some we, magic. I can Could give her we, her cards back too. Could we bring... Oh no, he needs to just be gone. Push him in the dock. What's his name? Did we ever figure out his name? They don't have names. I I wrote (laughs) in my notes a stabby guy. I don't think that helps. Uh, My name's uh, Ethan. Ethan, you should come with us to be safe. Maybe you can help us find the curse and prevent any others from experiencing what you have experienced. Um, Are you you sure about that? I feel like I don't know if we can keep tabs on him. I guess we could try to wrap him up in rope the whole time. I'm I'm saying we can should I, just can I give object? him a tandy. <laughs> right, this is for your own good. You can sh- you can shut up. I understand that. Can I tie your hands? Oh, uh, I, d- I don't need your permission. I'm gonna. <laughs> and then Polly's like, it's okay. We're sheriff. Can I web him? Deputies. What's that? What well, if I web him? 
That'd probably work, yeah. Yeah, I don't actually have rope, so. So <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Mr. Ethan. I'm so sorry, but we need the information that you carry, and I think it would be best if you come with us so we can get to the root of this curse. I feel like this is like bringing a zombie back to your home to study him. I mean, this always goes terribly wrong, but I'm just We're wanted to say. attack, either says, way. Uh, Ethan says, that, I mean, that's that's fine. Just just get it over with. I cast web. <laughs> I cast the web. I cast the, and the whole time you just hear me go like, <laughs> What does it look like? Yeah. Web. What does you casting web look like? It comes um, out of your mouth. Your bones? Uh, no. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, it comes out of my little skeleton fingertips. Nice. Because when I cast my magic, I cast it through my skeleton arms. So it's gross oh. white bones sticking out and squishing out nasty webs that wrap up this dude. And I spin him in a circle like Shelob and cool. wrap him up oh, all good. That's and what then I was thinking. let his feet free. He's got his little ankles free and he can walk along with us, but he can't do us any harm because oh, his arms are tied to his sides. Yeah. Okay. He, uh, Is he jaundiced? No. What? I didn't, I didn't stab him. Okay. <laughs> he yeah. says, yeah, okay. I can't say that I prefer this to ropes, but this is fine. <laughs> what a good sport you are. Doug. And, uh, he, Ethan. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm bad with names. <laughs> uh, um, so he continues to waddle along with you guys. Before uh, you guys make it to Veronica's, actually just a moment later, uh, you see a familiar face out on the docks. Uh, or sorry, it's all docks when I, so, I mean, he's on the, he's on the boardwalk and he's actually, uh, loading things into a, um, a caravan and, uh, you notice him first by the gigantic greatsword on his back, but he turns to your group no. and he says, uh, hmm, I say good morning, but it's never a good morning no. when you're around. Merci, mais non. Uh, he says, well, it's just not a good morning. And uh, Uli, he turns to show you the side of his face that can't be healed by magic. Um, he has a not insignificant burn uh, that runs kind of from his uh, lip all the way up to the top of his scalp. And he's missing a chunk of hair. And he was sort of a, a masculine pretty boy before all this. And, and that's definitely gone uh, from him. Uh, whoops. He says, uh, yeah, whoops. This was my chance to turn things around and try to play the hero side a little bit but we must soldier on i'm leaving here i'm headed west i i'd say i hope to never meet any of you again but uli i hope i do see you someday outside of the city limits can't say i wish for the same also you know you're not allowed to leave right we're on lockdown well, I can get farther away than this, and we can await it out. And uh, you see a, a woman come around the side of the caravan. Uh, she's got long uh, black hair, and uh, she's got these uh, very dark uh, geometric tattoos under both of her eyes. Um, she says, uh, let's get going. Uh, I, I mean, we don't have to really get going, but I mean, I got to get stuff packed up, and you said you would help, right? He says, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll help, but only if I don't have to pay for the trip. She says, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And uh, like I said, I'll get you to Tildry, but that's the end of the road, pal. And he goes, yeah, I understand. And they, uh, they move off together, trying to get to the, the sort of queue at the edge of town to leave as soon as possible uh, once the lockdown is finished. Um, All right, bye forever, Emery. <laughs> um, Let's hope. 
so he passes by, and uh, the last person you see on your way to Veronica is Sheriff Tandy. Um, she uh, stops in front of you and says, Ah, <laughs> it's only been a few hours, Uli, and I see you've already made an arrest. I mean, why do you have to blame me for this? Madame oh. Sheriff Tandy, the whole town is cursed. <laughs> you must be very alarmed. <sighs> Tibio. Someone tried to strangle me in the tavern just uh, like 20 minutes ago. So I really think, uh, you know, you need more than just inexperienced deputies. No offense, everybody. Um, but yeah, there's something weird going on in this town. And like something happened. Someone broke a window of the tavern. Someone tried to stab my friend. This man tried, this guy to, tried to stab, stab me. Belt. The tavern keep is covered in blood. Ethan looks up and says, I did. <laughs> <laughs> she says, uh, Wait, 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 wait. Are you being serious and, and literal with all of this? They, he tried to stab you? Yeah, he was bad at it, but he tried it. Yeah, someone tried to choke me out, but I rolled a natural 20, so good <laughs> luck, sir. Took well, those well, self-defense. Thank God for that. <laughs> oh, it was on I, Ethan. <laughs> I would like to say that they aren't aware they're doing it. Hmm. They have no control over it. Also, uh, Emery is leaving town. Did you approve that? Oh, um, she uh, looks off into the distance and says, he'll get stopped at the gates, I'm sure. We should just let him go. You seem like you have a real control over what's happening here, Sheriff. I promise you I do. This is just news to me. I'm sorry. I'm still thinking it over. So this man here tried to stab you and has no recollection of it? Yeah, um, we kind of think that it might be due to some substances that he took and then she kind of looks at everybody like are we telling them the sheriff everything she says do you know what substances <laughs> well um he mentioned an elixir that he gets every morning uh no when joke. you say the word elixir uh you hear a shing, and tandy has drawn a short blade on you holly and she's pointing it right at your throat no I'm going to walk in front of her. I'm going to cast ex- expedi- Expeditious Retreat okay. on myself. Okay. And I dash away. <laughs> okay. Uh, so kind of at the same time, she wasn't moving to strike you, just to threaten you. Um, uh, Holly sort of switches places with Uli, who stands up uh, in her place. And uh, Uli, what do you say to Tandy? Mm, put that down. Uh, she, she has no recognition in your eyes. She doesn't know who she's looking at. Uh, Blade Ward. Nice. Okay. Um, and uh, you uh, you throw up a blade ward, and uh, just a moment later, she comes down with her sword and uh, makes an attack straight across your body. Uh, and she gets a 12 to hit. She does hit. Okay. Uh, and she strikes you for four slashing damage, which the blade ward cuts in half to two. Make it okay. a two. So... I don't want to fight her back because I don't want to get in more trouble. <laughs> so yeah, she she takes a, a swing at you and it you know it nicks your clothes a little bit and you you take a sidestep out of the way. Hey, whoa, whoa! whoa I whoa. tried to step behind her. Were you gonna do something? Uh, Snack is uh, casting a zap spell. Okay. On Tandy. Okay. So I I picture kind of like the Emperor and uh, Star Wars kind of like 
hands moving like that as yeah. he casts the spell. Yeah. And and shoots uh, Eldritch Blast uh, at Tandy. Okay. Yeah, you oh guys see God. Snack's fingers just doing these like wild Grappling. random motions. Yeah. Have we seen Snack do this? Die! I say. And yeah. then I shoot uh, Eldritch Blast. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know he had powers. Eight. An eight? Yeah. Uh, an eight does not hit Tandy. Um, <laughs> so you guys see an Eldritch Blast. Uh, what, what color is it? What does it look an like? Eldritch Puff. Yeah. Mm, it's a bright purple. Okay. Uh, yeah, this bright purple-violet light just goes uh, whizzing by uh, Tandy's head and then fizzles out into a stream of smoke that spirals off into this guy. And uh, and uh, at that moment, Tandy like shakes her head and she goes, Oh my God! And she drops her sword on the ground and it, it clangs on the boardwalk. And she looks at all of you and she says, Lock me up. You have to lock me up. Okay, where's where are your can keys? You, can you squish more web on her? Uh, <laughs> yep, I can do that. Madame Sheriff... I'm so sorry. We will figure this out, I promise. And then I cast web. Okay. And, uh, yeah, the same thing. You just kind of, like, right. spin her. And, I, and yeah. I stick her to Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> just have a chance. S- Snack is uh, dancing around like, yeah, small prisoners. <laughs> just <laughs> tapping around. Uh, so, yeah, you guys have this uh, small chain of, of two prisoners that are all I also, together. Um, Madame, I don't want you to lose your sword, so I pick up her sword, and I stick it on the outside of the web. <laughs> Just sticking it to the web? Yeah. Okay, so she doesn't lose yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she, uh, if you if you agree to it, she guides you to the jail so that she can be put into a cell. I feel like this place could get pretty full unless we figure this out soon. It's weird being on the other side of the bars. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> lock them up, Tibio. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I lock them up, but uh, Madame Sheriff Dandy, did you also have an elixir? An elixir? Yeah, she had one this morning. Uh, oh, yeah. Joe's Rosewater? Yep. Yeah. Why? Joe. How many people have this elixir in the morning? Uh, I, I know he makes it in big batches now. It's fairly popular. Is it a new elixir? Uh, no, not new. I've been drinking him for months. Maybe a new formula? Yeah, did it taste different this time? Didn't taste different. What's this about? What's your thoughts? As soon as we mentioned the elixir, you drew your sword. It's cursed. Or something. Do you think I could recollect the people in line I saw this morning? Yeah, make a history check. Make a recollection check? Make a recollection check. Recollection. Yeah, you kind of scan through your memories, and you remember voices, but no faces. You remember there was one blurry person behind you. Yeah. I don't, there was um, someone with legs after that. I don't that. usually pay attention to people. <laughs> um, we're going to be out, but we'll be back for you. Just chill here, uh, and hopefully no one else uh, comes for you. And then I'm going to reach through the bar and try to take the sword and... Stick, unstick it from her and just put it on the outside of the cell. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, you lay down the sword, it's like covered in like cobwebs. Don't let it too close to Yeah, the bars. I'll make sure it's far enough away so she can't grab it. But sure. It's still sticky. It's sticky. And she's on the inside of the bars and she looks up at all of you and she says, Thank you. You all did a really good job this morning. Thank you. Am I forgiven? <laughs> Tibio is grinning ear to ear. She uh, looks at you, Uli, and she, she says, not even close. <laughs> um, and then you see her eyes go dead again, and she's just staring straight at Bert. 
I slam the doors shut on those cells so fast. Okay. And we skedaddle out of there like, <laughs> like my little legs yeah. <laughs> float above the air. And then we Scooby-Doo run out. style. Yep. Uh, as soon as you guys make it out to the street, you first see a large sandwich. And that sandwich is attached to Todd Pole, uh, who is uh, uh, enjoying a sandwich um, outside of the jail. <laughs> sure. And he says, uh, says, hey, uh, Holly. Todd, have you had an elixir today? What? Have you had Joe's elixir today? Uh, no, what? Did he come up with a new flavor uh, or something? Thank God. Okay, so we think the elixir is cursing the townspeople and making them want to kill people particularly this group for some reason okay slow down last time we talked you wanted to get into the underdocks what does that have to do with elixirs i don't know yet it's um, adjacent just don't drink anything it's just extra curses <laughs> yeah don't don't drink anything only salt water for you <laughs> snack is taking out his rope and is starting to uh walk around todd pole trying to wrap him up <laughs> no what? he says do i need to be worried about this just don't drink any potions or elixirs from joe yeah, of course not. That guy's a shyster. Of course he is. Uh, do you know if he gets ingredients from the underdock? Uh, I bet. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm. Okay. We were going to try to go ask Verinus. Veronica. Veronica Venus. <laughs> well, I was actually looking for you, Holly. Oh, me? Yeah, I wanted to talk about that thing we talked about this morning, about the you docks. About? The underdock. The underdock. Okay. Uh, remember how I said that there was going to be a guy named Dave mm-hmm. that you could talk to to get mm-hmm. in? Uh, his shift is coming up, and he's only there for like an hour, so you got to get there. Okay. Do you got any more tips that you thought of? Dave <laughs> is a super good judge of character. There's a chance he already even knows who you guys are. Shit. So don't lie to him. I wouldn't chance it. Okay. But- Todd, is this the one that gives the scales and makes you powerful? This this one. You talking about magic items? Yeah, I mean, they sell magic items down there for sure. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right, so what you're saying is we got to go to the underdock now? Pretty soon. He's uh, only out for a bit. Okay. Just just try to act normal, you know? Cool. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm off to do some fishing. I already should be fishing. Now I'm kind of shirking my duties here. <laughs> well, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I was just going to finish my sandwich. Nice right. to meet you, Mr. Pearl. Tadpole. <laughs> Good to meet you. All right. Um, so I guess we probably should try to get in while Dave's man in the door. Ali, should we split up? Um, if we split, maybe someone should go check out Joe's, but it could be dangerous. Uli knows Joe. I also know Dave. I feel like she's a bad girl, so she's probably in with Dave. He's a bad boy. Bad mentor. I don't know. It's okay if you slept with him. I didn't (laughs) sleep with a minotaur. (laughs) It's okay. You can admit it to me. Only the top part is a bull on a minotaur, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, safe to say that you guys at least venture to Blackwater Row, which is where the entrance is supposed to be? Yeah. Yeah. Holly's going to cast Disguise Self, uh-huh. um, but she's just going to change her exact same outfit, but make it all black. Okay. <laughs> cool. um, I'd like to go to the underdog, I think. Yeah. I yeah. hate Joe. It's probably safest if we all go together. Yeah. Okay. So when you guys get to Blackwater Row, uh, just like they said, it's the last alleyway on the left. 
uh, and you peer into it and you see a narrow alleyway between two buildings that stops on a dead end. Uh, among the trash bins and crates there, a minotaur is sitting on a stool peeling potatoes. That must be Dave. Hi, um, my name's Holly. Are you are you Dave? I've heard about you from my good friend um, Todd Pole. He uh, barely looks up from his uh, potatoes and just says, "I'm Dave." Hey, Dave. Uli. <laughs> uh, Holly just winks at Uli. <laughs> it's quite the crowd you've brought here today. We need to get in. Please and thank you. I could let you in. But Uli, you know whatever happened down there is on my neck. I promise to be on my best behavior. I saw what happened at the docks, Uli. That was not my best behavior. <laughs> Thing is, they don't take kindly to casting at all down there. I won't even lift a finger. I know it's not always up to you. I... Uh, you can take it up with me after if something happens. Oh, I will. And he uh, he uh, cleans his cleaver a little bit against his lap, and uh, you can see he's his uh, cleaver is surprisingly uh, clean looking uh, and sort of ornate. It's got this bright blue handle and gold trim to it. Uh, and then he cuts a potato in half and he says, uh, "I'll let you down there. I'll let all of you down there, but you screw up one little thing." I'm coming for you, and you're going to hear me coming. I'm not quiet on this boardwalk. We'll all keep an eye on her, Mr. Dave. Mm. Yeah, I have babysitters now. He gives a little chuckle at that, and his chuckle sounds like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, he uh, stands up, moves his crate out of the way, shuffles his potatoes a little bit. You can go down through here, but I need you to come back up in less than an hour. Do you understand? Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. Before my shift is over. Otherwise, you might not like the person that's letting you out. Sounds good. Uh, Have a great time. Keep your arms and legs inside the ride at all times. Dave, a uh, quick question. Love your cleave, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Joe, the elixir guy, he's he's down here a lot, right? Yeah, I know Joe. Uh, does he have a favorite like shop um, in the underdock that he goes to? Hmm. Careful. I think you should go. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> she jumps in. <laughs> um, I lag behind uh, just a little bit, and I say, Excusez-moi, M- Monsieur Dave, can I ask, what are you making with the pomme de terre? With the... What am I making with what? The, the pomme de terre. Oh, the potato. Oh. Uh, I don't actually know. I just need something inconspicuous to do when I'm in the alleyway. So I walk to the restaurant next door and get some fruit to cut up. Or n- not that potatoes are fruit, but usually it's fruit. And today it wasn't fruit. So I, I just, I screwed up when I said fruit. Usually it's fruit. <laughs> they are very good with fromage. Hmm. Goodbye. With fromage. <laughs> um, and you guys uh, descend this uh, rickety set of steep wooden steps uh, into the underdock. Uh, once you guys get down there, you see uh, you see only a handful of people there. Uh, most of their faces are hooded or covered. 
You see a dim wooden boardwalk. It smells damp in here, and you can hear the lapping of water against the docks beneath you. So you're much lower now than you were before. Uh, you see three distinct storefronts uh, set up here. Uh, one has a bunch of covered rags. Uh, one is a single person sitting at a desk, and one is another minotaur standing over a canvas blanket that's really lumpy. Oh no, it's Dave's brother. All right, gang. It's the weirdest. And, uh, as as this big crowd, uh, which is you guys, uh, descends into the underdock, uh, a few of the patrons that are already there make an effort to conceal themselves better and uh, kind of turn away from you. A few people even brush past you to leave when they see you. Um, so there's really only a couple people in here that really want nothing to do with you, and then there are three storefronts. All right, so what's our mission? We're looking for where Elix- Joe's elixir comes from. Elixir ingredients. Um, how, how much can I tell what's above us on the dock above us are like things marked? Like I could be like, this is X is the tavern yeah. or whatever. So you guys came in uh, Blackwater Row, which is not like, that's where Joe's shop is. And so looking at where Joe's potion shop would be, um, there's a storefront in front of it down here. And behind that is uh, a, a back room. Uh, and you can see a flickering light and a little bit of smoke coming out of that back room. Okay, I'm gonna go into the shop mm-hmm. where I think Joe's right under where Joe's elixir sure. stand would be on the up dock. Yeah, so you uh, you pass by uh, two storefronts, and you get to the last one, and uh, it's another uh, minotaur who's standing over this uh, canvas that's got a bunch of lumps underneath it, and he says, uh, "Adventurer looking for power." Always. Holly feels very cool because she's all in black. Yeah. She's like, (laughs) yes, I belong here. (laughs) Mm, A witch, perhaps. I may have something for you. What's your name, sir? You can call me Buster. (laughs) All right, Buster. What is it you're looking for? Um, I need a potion potions you can buy well enough upstairs i'm looking for a potion to control somebody uh his eyes kind of like flicker like back and forth and he he was kind of like peeling up the canvas to show you what he has and then he like throws the blanket back over it he looks like across the way and he like nods at a guy who's sitting down the guy across the way draws his curtains like his shop is closed potion Says, uh, we've got nothing like that here. I think you should leave. We sell magic items here, not potions. No, no, no. I need ingredients. Sorry, I misspoke. Nothing like that here. Um, while Holly is accosting a shopkeep, um, I tap on Bert's shoulder. Bert, could you detect the magic that you felt from Ethan? Could you try to detect the same magic here? Uh, Dave said they don't like casting down here, so I might need a small distraction. Somebody do something weird. What if I make you invisible? Oh, that Wouldn't sounds great. casting? Oh. I mean, I could just stand behind your very large cloak, I guess. Uh, yeah. We. Oui. Or Uli's very large body. Um, I look around to make sure nobody's really, like, watching, watching, and I kind of, like, back my way to an alley and awkwardly put up one elbow on the wall of the alley. (laughs) And then um, 
magically expand the rib cage of my skeleton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. To make I, him a little bit bigger. Yeah. I creep behind there and I cast detect magic. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll need you to make a stealth check for this, uh, but take advantage with uh, with Tibio's help. Okay. Seventeen, I think. Yeah. Okay. Right after you cast it, uh, you're like staring straight at uh, Buster, the shopkeep, mm-hmm. trying to look past him, and he's like staring straight at you. And your heart just like stops for a second. And then he kind of like passes over you and just keeps on looking. <laughs> I like do like a weird kind of open mouth smile and like my eyes half closed. Just like, hi. Finger bone falls off. Uh, hello. Um, so when you cast Detect Magic, you see the exact same magic effect that was on Ethan. You see it coming out of that back room like a spotlight. Whereas what you saw on Ethan was a very diluted effect. This seems to be the source of it. That's gotta be it. Where? Right behind them. So this is behind the other Minotaur's mm-hmm. stuff? The, where Holly's talking to the guy right now. <laughs> it looks like it's not going real well. Okay, okay. Uh, we will have to find our way. Ma'am, I'm going to ask you one last time. You're going to buy something or you're going to leave my storefront? I want to walk into the store. Um, mm. Wait, what are you selling, though? You didn't even tell me. Uh, he uh, he uh, bring, he drags back the canvas, and Uli, you can see it too. He's got an, an array of items laid out on this table. Um, he's got uh, like he's got like a bell, a dagger. He's got a rope. He's got like all sorts of like classic adventuring staples. So like weapons, armor, trinkets, all this kind of stuff. It's all in this big ugly heap on the table. Where did you acquire these? They're imports. Mm-hmm. I need a rope. That rope looks sturdy. Mm, very good. Yes, you have a good eye. How much for the rope? He uh, he references a uh, a three ring binder, and he says, um, "I'll need uh, ten gold pieces for the rope." That's highway robbery, sir. <laughs> okay, so Bert. Yes, Bert. I have an idea. Uh, walk on my feet, and I open the trench cloak up so that he can walk on my skeleton feet, <laughs> <laughs> like a like a little kid at a wedding. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Uh, you got it. <laughs> and then I cover him up with the trench cloak, and I slowly and carefully penguin walk over to the shop. Uh, I'm going to have you make a stealth check with not advantage. Oh, my God, I don't have my dice. Um, are these just normal weapons? Guaranteed everything beneath this canvas is a magic item. Absolutely guaranteed. All right. Do you know what they do? Like I said, they were imports. There's a, a bit of a loss of bookkeeping in the process of obtaining these. So you're just selling things for random prices, not knowing what they do. If you can find a better source of magic items for these prices, go seek that out. Do they have, like, brass knuckles or anything? <laughs> yeah, they uh, absolutely do. Cool. Um, I want one. Okay. I'll buy the rope for 10G. Okay. Um, so for the, you said without advantage? Correct. Yeah, okay. 17. Okay, that nice. also passes with flying colors. So you've <laughs> shuffled over to a better position. So we're like near, uh, we can probably hear their conversation. Yes. Yep. And my goal is to allow Bert to get out of my trench coat, sneak into the shop, into the back room, should he so desire. No. Because you small. I am small, but am I sneaky? Wait. <laughs> Wait, I shouldn't be talking out loud. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, at that time, Uli, he, he hands you the, the brass knuckles and he says, uh, just five gold for these. They're priced to move. All right. Uh, both of you, I need you to roll a D6 who just bought things and report me the uh, number. Report me. Report me. Four. I got six. Okay. 
This is weird. Can I do some sort of like knowledge check about Minotaurs? For sure. Uh, does Bert know if Minotaurs are wise? <laughs> uh, Minotaurs, um, they're not like especially intelligent. They're incredibly perceptive. Like mm. not a lot gets by them. Which is wisdom, right? Yes. Yeah. I can try to sneak in, but I, I might be able to get him to let us in. But if that fails, I won't be able to sneak in anymore. Snack, you hear from that back room, you hear like a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the unmistakable laughter of kobolds. Interesting. Uh, you, you peer over the counter and you can see uh, right kind of in the doorway of this back room, there are two kobolds that are like kind of on all fours on the ground facing each other, looking at something on the floor. How curious. Um, what are the chances I can sneak over there and get a closer look? Um, again, the, uh, the Minotaur uh, buster with the items uh, kind of has a frontline defense of this back room. Uh, so you, you'd, you'd always be within 10 or 15 feet of him to try to get there. It's a difficult path. Sorry, the kobolds are in that back room? Yes. Oh, okay. So after you got through Buster, they would be the next thing to mm. face. Okay. What are they doing? Can I kind of tell? Yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check. Okay. Seven. Okay. <laughs> you, uh, they uh, are laughing at each other while looking at each other. Another thing I was wondering is how, how big is Snack uh, in comparison to us gnomes? I am... Two feet, one inch. Okay. I'm three, eight. So oh, okay. So significantly smaller. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while you guys are trying to make these tactical decisions on how to get back there, Buster, all of a sudden, his eyes just like go wide. Everyone who's close hears him say, shit. And uh, he says, I, I, uh, I need to close up uh, the shop for a second. And he uh, throws the canvas back over the items and Buster disappears into the back room. Snack, seeing this opportunity, goes under the... Uh, blanket covering mm. and uh shovels some things into the lamp okay <laughs> yeah uh why don't oh, you yes. roll uh 3d6 <laughs> nine sorry can you give me those numbers separately five three one all right so yeah you you grab uh what do you grab you can like feel a lot of things in there like i said there's like there's a bell there's like a feather a short sword uh like an iron spike i was uh, told to get things that are shiny so i'm going for anything that's okay yeah. So you get uh, you get a silver chalice. Uh, you get a pair of iron manacles, and um, a coin. Yeah, a coin. That's <laughs> shiny. All right. Snack is an intelligent creature, and I I leave behind uh, a crowbar. Okay. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never notice. <laughs> <laughs> and I crawl out. The rest of you uh, can definitely feel it. If there is a time to strike, it's now. This is the least uh, observation you're going to have in the underdock. Uh, yeah, Holly's scooting on and back into yeah, the Yeah, I bathroom. dash back there. I Didn't think I he still go in Bert there? In tow. Uh, uh, he did, yeah. Yeah, Buster went into the back room. I'm just going to follow right behind him as he goes in. Okay. Um, so, yeah, nobody in the underdock like, uh, like notices uh, something going kind of wrong here. Uh, but the kobolds at the entrance, uh, they do stop you. And they said... Mm, nobody allowed in. I walk past them. <laughs> he says, nobody allowed in. Yeah, I, I walk over them. Me too. <laughs> um, I am a lot taller. Uh, Buster said we could come in. He says, through my trench cloak. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, he, uh, they probably aren't 
tall enough to like see your face. One of the kobolds reaches over and grabs this uh, this big brass bell, and he says, "Nobody gets in." Hey, we're new workers here. We got to get it back there. To How big help is out. it? The bell? Yeah. It's like almost as big as him. It's like twelve inches tall. Okay, I reduce it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, snack. You notice the thing yes. on the ground that they were doing. Um, they were playing Hawk Rocks, which Hawk is Rocks. a game that you know incredibly well. Do kobolds always love playing games? Is that a kobold thing? They have a lot of downtime. Okay. Because <laughs> they okay. played another like horseshoe game in yeah. one of our campaigns. Ultimate henchman. Yeah. So I was hiding behind the nearest pole or something. Okay. And then I, I kind of um, come out from under it when I notice what they're doing. Yeah. Totally disregarding the rest of the situation. And I say, ah, Hawk Rocks. And you hear two voices at the same time goes, Hawk Rocks! Hawk Rocks! <laughs> Can I play such a game with you? Hmm, what do you wager? What's your wager? I have many riches. Hmm. And I reach into the, the lamp and I pull out a silver chalice. <laughs> and I put it back. <laughs> there, uh, he, his eyes go wide. He goes, <gasps> Oh, yes. Many more things of such nature. Hmm. Very good. Very good. He looks at his uh, cohort, and his cohort keeps shaking his head like, no, no, nobody gets in, we can't. And then they're like, kind of bickering, and then he kind of like snaps at him, and he like walks away out of the shop, and he looks at you and says, Hawk Rocks, let's do this. <laughs> um, Uli, the, uh, the, the bell that like, the, the one that walked away was holding the tiny bell, and he like sets it down as he's leaving, because it's okay. not going to do him any good. I'm just going to pick it up and put it somewhere they can't reach it okay. and then yeah <laughs> you put it on a high shelf the cobalt would never find okay it. mr stack perhaps you should also wager our admission to the tent if you win he uh gets down on all fours and he uh he makes uh three claws with each hand okay and he drags these claws uh through the boardwalk beneath them so he makes six lines and then in the center of this uh he places a heavy stone um, so that is the stone that needs to move. If it gets all the way to your side, he wins. If it gets all the way to his side, you win. Yeah. Uh, each round, you're both going to wager something. Whoever wagers the more valuable thing automatically advances one. Okay. <laughs> and then the, the second part is to throw something at the rock in the middle to try to make it move towards your opponent. So okay. there is a wager and a physical aspect. All right. Before snack starts... I want to give him a slap on the back and say, good luck, Mr. Snack. Ah. And I'm casting Guidance on you, which gives you a, let's add a d4 to any ability check. Thank you, Bert. So to start a game of Hawk Rocks, you have to put up your wager. This is the thing that you win. Uh, sorry, you're not putting up a wager to start. You're, you're saying what you get if you win of what they have. So you can, you can just make a claim. You say, I want your something. Or, you know what, I want this. What belongings do you have to wager? Says, uh, I have many shinies to wager, but uh, you'll see those later. What I want from you is, hmm, I want, hmm. And uh, he, like, looks your whole group up and down. And he says, I want, hmm, his hand. And he points to Tibio. Done! <laughs> And if you win, what do you take? What do you take? Show me. What do you have? Snack. Miss your snack. What is it? Please, we we need to get past the curtain. Ah, past the curtain. We need all of us to get past the curtain. Snack, there's magic items. The magic items? Behind the curtain. I see. Um. He won't let us past unless you win. 
Okay, I uh, shift on my focus back over to this kobold. If I win, I get something from behind the curtain. Hmm. None of my shiny. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yes. My first gambit. And he uh, pulls out a single gold piece, one GP, and puts it down. He says, what is your worth? I pull out two <laughs> gold pieces. He says, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so you advance yeah. uh, one <laughs> space. Um, so the uh, the large stone in the center of the uh, the six lines has moved from the middle position uh, towards uh, your opponent by one. Uh, so you've got two more uh, successes, and you've won this. It's a good ass game. Um, so now for the physical part, uh, he he kind of he gets his like rock ready to go, and uh, he says, "What is your rock?" I will use this rock, and I pull out. An inconspicuous looking rock, but uh, <laughs> okay. Snack knows that this rock always hits. So. Ooh. What? Yeah. You set him up for this. <laughs> you let me do it. Says, <laughs> he says, hmm, not so big. Hmm, yes, I think you have the smaller rock. Hmm, is my rock permissible since your rock is smaller? And he hands you a larger, but probably lighter stone. This is fine with Snack. He says, hmm, very polite and uh gets his stone ready are you going to be aggressive defensive or tricky in your assault i'm just gonna be aggressive okay you know okay yeah. uh and i'm going to determine what he is going to do <laughs> okay okay uh so now you're going to roll against each other to hit the rock to advance okay okay go ahead uh and you have advantage at least yeah. <laughs> all right we'll see how this goes yeah Oh, great. Well, do I have proficiency with rocks? Yeah, simple weapon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, I guess it has to be strength-based, so I end up with a nine. Okay. Uh, you smack the rock dead on, which is not a surprise to you. Yeah. Uh, he hits it at the same time. He went with a very aggressive strategy as well. Okay. You just hit it harder by a little bit, <laughs> and, uh, and you advance one space. If you get one more, you guys are in already. Mm. Uh, he looks up at you and he says, "Okay, uh, snack, okay." Snack, and he snack, looks back snack, behind. Snack, snack. Looks snack. back behind the curtain and says, uh, "I can't let them in." <clears throat> I wager. So, snack uh, <clears throat> is good at this game in his mind. Uh, I'm going to use the deception and uh, pretend that I am very. Uh, I'm like, like I'm sweating and nervous, and uh, I mumble something under my breath, like uh, I shouldn't have wagered all my coins. Trying to deceive him into thinking I overbid. Yeah, make a uh, make a deception check. Okay. Got a thirteen. Snack. Okay. Snack. He says, Snack. "says wager." Um, what? What do we have? Wager. <gasps> he says, "I wager one gold piece," and he lays it down and smirks at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, <laughs> I pull out. I pull out the silver chalice that I showed him earlier <laughs> and set that down. On the table. He says, "Oh, I forgot! I, I forgot I had this." But but this is gold. Oh, but this is this is a silver, and it and it is a chalice. He uh, he holds up his his he holds up his gold coin to the rest of the group, and he's appealing to you. He says, "This is gold. That's just silver. Its craftsmanship is remarkable." Tell me, what is its worth? At least 20 gold pieces. 
I almost feel bad for him. <laughs> Winning on a gambit. Uh, despicable. Snack, Such snack, is the way snack, of hawk rocks. <laughs> hush, all of you, hush. Quickly, very quickly, quietly. You all take, right. You take something, you take one thing, and you leave, you understand me? Of course. I'm very powerful. My dragonhood isn't here. I will, I could transcend by the time you come back. Oh, ah. And I quickly run into the, okay. behind the curtain. <laughs> he, he gestures all of you guys in there. I go in. Okay. Oh, we go in already? Weird. Yeah, he just let you guys in. <laughs> the other kobold quit on the spot. Um, you don't need to walk. You don't need to walk on my skeleton feet anymore, Bert. Okay. Yeah. Bert just like crawls out. out of the robe, like okay. <laughs> <laughs> so snack uh, is definitely looking for shiny things. Yeah. He's totally unaware of the actual mission <laughs> at okay. hand here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Buster back here? Uh, not in this room. Okay. What do we see? Uh, You guys see a large vial of blood uh, that is dripping into a complex series of tubes, and it's being distributed into like 20 individual vials. It's incredibly diluted blood that is being distributed to these vials. And uh, what ends up in the vials is a very rose-colored elixir. The rose water. Gross. You um, see uh, a desk with uh, two notes. I'm going to swipe the notes. Okay. And a vial of blood. Okay. Like, undiluted. I want... Um, can I try to detect what the blood is? For sure. And Uli, just confirming your suspicion, you see uh, labels that say Miracle Rose Water on them. I'm, I'm also going to take one of those. The labels? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And just slip them in my pocket, and then I'm going to go. Go ahead, Holly. Um, I'm just trying to see if I can detect what type of blood it is. Yeah. Um, 17, is it a certain type of check? Or intelligence? You can go with survival or arcana. So, 19. Okay. Um, with a 19, you come to understand. Um, this is one of... if It might be the only blood that you would be able to recognize or tell apart because of the magic that surrounds this blood and how really vile it is. This is unmistakably vampire blood. <gasps> it's vampire blood, everybody. Oh, what? cool, but oh, bad. No. Wait, who's a vampire then? Not, not me. I haven't seen any vampires. Don't vampires usually do the opposite? I've seen a vampire once. Oh. <laughs> Wait, really, Snack? Yeah. He showed me the way out of the Underdark. Under dark? Under dark. <laughs> Snake, no, I believe you are confused. We are in the under dark right now. I understand. <laughs> Guys, I think, I think we should leave. So those two notes that you just swiped, do you read those, Uli? I mean, I'll skip let me, over them. Let but me I'm take just... a look at those, Uli. Okay, you, you can keep them. I'm going to speed read those. Okay. Uli, Uli can't read. <laughs> um... So there are two notes. One is like a letter that looks like it's traveled a lot. Uh, the other one is like a scrap of a paper that was like left on the desk as like a note to self kind of thing. The letter reads as follows. I hope everything arrived intact. The courier comes highly recommended. Please supply her with a list of anything else you need to be successful. It will be supplied to you. P.S. This batch of gear is significantly more dangerous and will draw more attention. Distribute them slowly. The beetle and the greatsword are particularly dangerous and should be fascinating. Didn't Amri have a greatsword? He did. Uh, The second note, Bert, uh, is a torn scrap of paper that says, 
Human wizard. Brown hair. Fancy boots. Gnome cleric. Bert Wisherspoon. Half orc. Uli. Dock worker. Lives at room 11 at the Grey Mist building. Thin human male. Possibly wizard. Strong looking, light haired human male. Incapacitated. Kobold hireling. This list has us on it. I'm Some glad they noticed my boots. <laughs> okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, Holly scoots out the door. <laughs> Wait, um, should we should we bust this thing up? Just let him keep running? I well, mean, we'll come back. We have proof now so we can yeah. I mean, they can okay. get more proof. Okay. Okay. I'm not worried about it. Okay. Um, and you guys see uh, on the table behind you as you're turning to leave this room, uh, is another canvas like the one that you had seen outside covering uh, a few items, not a lot. Perhaps okay, we all see it? it? Checking out? I'll, yes. While you guys are reading the note, I'll check that out. So you, you pull back the canvas on this. You see a pair of heavy gauntlets uh, that actually end in like a thick metal plate. These gauntlets are made for punching. Oh, I like those. <laughs> you see a scepter that immediately whispers to Snack. <laughs> yes. Good. That's what I need more Good. influence. <laughs> Dubious intent. Snack can just have like a solo campaign. <laughs> uh, so Snack, when you, you like turn at the sound of canvas being pulled off mm-hmm. and you see the scepter and it just kind of stares at you and you stare back at it and it says, Snack. Genie, what? West. What? The Lonely Mountain West. Go. Find. Power. Of course. Um, there is also a golden beetle on the table. There is a cat statue and a bone talisman. Holly just sweeps them all into her bag. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Careful, that stuff's dangerous. I saw I saw that bone and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Snack climbs up to grab the scepter. We can scepter. look at him more later. Let's go. Um, yeah, Snack grabs the scepter before it falls into your That's bag. Fine. All right. Let's go. Can you can all see. That? You can all see Snack just staring at this thing. I'll deal with Snack. that later. What do you say? Uh, Snack, hide it away. Oh yeah, hide hide it. Don't let anyone see you took that. Uh, you all see me take out a oil lamp, and uh, I just kind of like. <laughs> yeah, the scepter just slips into it. Yeah. Okay. Things just get weirder and weirder the more time I spend with you all. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Bye. Uh, you guys hear heavy footsteps. Who? Dip out. Dip out. Coming from the back room. Okay. Yeah. I'll Farther back into the complex, and you hear everyone run. What was that? And run. you hear stomp, stomp, stomp. I'm gonna scoop up um, Bert and Snack. <laughs> run. And carry oh, okay. them. Booking yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Who is last in the line of people that are running out of here? Yeah. Probably me. Probably Uli or. I'm sorry, I didn't Tibio. scoop you too. <laughs> I'm too big to scoop. Let's uh, have uh, Uli and Tibio uh, can roll uh, decks against each other. Shit. Loser loses. Nine. Six. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Um, can, I, can I reduce her and grab her, too? <laughs> uh, it's a little too quick for that. Okay. Um, uh, you feel a, uh, a large, strong hand uh, grab your loose robe, Tibio, and just kind of whip you to the ground um, a little bit backwards uh, against the floor into the complex a little deeper while your party runs away from you out front. Um, at that exact moment, uh, Bert you feel incredibly nauseous and then your vision kind of goes white and anybody who's around Bert just sees him 
disappear. Uh, what? What the fuck? I was holding on to him. <laughs> yeah. He, so am I invisible or like you're not holding me anymore? Am I holding him anymore? No, he's gone. Yeah. He is not. You don't feel his weight or anything. Oh, fuck. And the last thing you hear, or the first thing you hear, Bert, as you open your eyes in the second court of Tildry is Bert Wisherspoon. Do you know why you've been brought to the stand to testify today? Oh. God oh, damn no. it, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, shit. So wait, can the court just summon people whenever they want? Um, no. Okay. Here's the thing, Bert. You know court processions like the back of your hand. You know how this all is supposed to work. You are supposed to get a 72, 48, and 24-hour notice before you're summoned to court. Mm -hmm. None of that happened. Okay. Uh, You immediately show up in this chair in the second court of Tildry, and uh, there are uh, three judges that are sitting high above you on raised pedestals, and they say... Do you know why you've been brought to court to testify today? Uh, your, your honors, I believe I do, but I must heavily protest. I did not receive any warning, not a 72, not a 48, and not a 24. <laughs> mm, perhaps you were negligent in checking your notices. Uh, checking notices is kind of my thing. I don't think that was it. Mm, well, we could, of course, look into this matter after your case, Bert. Um, this is... Very bad timing for me. We understand. Um, and again, the court would advise you to check your notices with more frequency. Continuing on to the matter at hand, Bert. Yeah. Uh, you uh, are an accomplice uh, in the murder of uh, Samantha Barrow, uh, murdered by Brax Minow. How do you plead in this case? Uh, okay, I would like to return to the initial question of why I am here in court. And that is to say... No, I don't. This is the first I'm hearing of this. Brax Minow is a murderer. That doesn't seem like a thing a judge should say. The, uh, the judge next to him says, allegedly. <laughs> right. well, that makes yeah, sense. that technically counts. Um, and uh, the judge who had been talking the whole time says, uh, and Bert, you know in Tildry that covering up for a murder is accomplice to murder. Uh, that's an ancient law. There's a number of precedents that would indicate that... Uh, Well-spoken, Bert. A tried and true law, indeed. Um, Samantha was a researcher uh, for agricultural magics and uh, a very up-and-coming young lady uh, killed in cold blood with a magic missile spell from Brax Minow. Uh, Do I know this Samantha person? You've never heard of her. Okay. And is Brax here? Uh, you like scan the room really quickly uh, for any sign of Brax, and uh, you see him in the central person being judged seat yeah, okay. with a giant spotlight on him, and he's got manacles on both of his arms, and he like squints through the light to see you. Brax. Uh, okay, what evidence do you have that Brax supposedly committed this crime? We have multiple witnesses of excellent character who claim to have seen Brax at the scene of the crime. Um, we found... We found blood on Brax's clothes, as well as Samantha's hair in his apartment. Um, we have uh, an important question for you, Bert. Uh, where were you on the night of this past November the 22nd at 8 p.m.? <laughs> Do you have any such record of this night? 
Um, Are you? Do you even keep records? <laughs> do I even keep records? <laughs> and you uh, flip through your book. You uh, eventually uh, hone in on the day. You're a little flustered. Um, but November 22nd of this past year. Uh, it's a pretty short entry. It says, work as usual. Not a lot of downtime. Busy, but productive. Uh, next paragraph. Brax invited a bunch of people out for drinks. It turned out to be a good time, even though it was just me and him in the end. Nobody else showed up, but we made the best of it. Too bad we both ended up getting sick, but I've never had that much fun with Brax for so long. Um, and you can see, you remember that night. You were yep. with Brax from 6 p.m. to 2 in the morning. Mm -hmm. You guys got sick together. He was nowhere near any of this. I do remember this night, in fact, now that I see my notes. Uh, Brax and I were together the entire night. We were uh, out drinking at the bar. And uh, we were supposed to trust some note that you probably just jotted down. <laughs> you hear the third judge say, Of course not. Bert is a respected reporter. Everyone sees him with his book. It's sort of a thing. Yeah, people know my book. They know my writings. They can trust me. The, uh, the first judge looks at the third with this like scathing kind of glare. And says, uh, hmm, I see, it seems uh, the trial of Brax and Minnow will be extended. What a bother. Bert, you're dismissed. Uh, dismissed? And what do you mean extended? Shouldn't that just pretty much shut the case right there? Well, we're going to need some more time to uh, investigate further and see if there's no other black marks on his record. Well, black marks shouldn't matter in this case if he's innocent. And he has a uh, alibi. Hmm. The judge like stands up in their in their chair. Uh, it doesn't get much taller, but says, um, "Character counts for a lot, Bert. And here in Tildry, we're all about character." <laughs> and they snap, and uh, you feel yourself fading away back into the previous scene. <laughs>